Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Tyler, and this week we are going to be talking about mindfulness. Mm. And to do that, I have brought on the mindful nanny, Alexa Ray. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. How fun is this? That's it's so, so, it's so fun. <laughs> I, I feel so grateful that we uh, found each other on Instagram Oh, yes. Instagram's so amazing. It is. I didn't used to think it was amazing being in mindfulness and all, but I actually have, especially during COVID, been able to connect with so many, so many amazing nannies. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Super blessed by that. Yeah. As my, as my kids have gotten older and and we've started talking about social media, um, not the kids I'm currently with, but I'm still in touch with kids, Mm -hmm. um, that I used to nanny and, and I talk a lot about social media being the tool and like you get to decide how you use it. Um, yes. and so, and I, yeah. I tell that to adults a lot too, cause there are a lot of people that are like, Facebook is evil or, or Instagram is evil. And I'm like, mm, it's how you choose to use mm-hmm. it. You mm-hmm. are in the driver's seat and <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. you can make decisions. Yeah. Mindful technology use. Yeah, it's definitely something being introduced, I think, to us as adults, let alone children. And if we're not embodying that, of course, we can't speak to it. But yes, that is super important to be mindful about, yeah, what we're absorbing and how we're communicating and um, what we're watching. Yes. Or who we're following, you know, or what we're allowing to be let in, which is, it's uh, something we, we didn't think about before. And I think it's really important to be able to you know, recognize what affects you and what doesn't affect you and all that. Agreed. I very, very much agreed. Um, well, before we get ta- started, well, before we continue to talk about mindfulness. <laughs> True. Um, Sorry, I'll definitely sidetrack you. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I love it. Um, let's hear a little bit about your nanny journey. Hmm. Yes. Okay. So I, uh, when I was 11, my brothers and sisters were born, and um, they we were about 11 years apart from the oldest of the youngest of the three. Mm-hmm. And just very naturally, my brother came. I was so excited for my mom to be pregnant, and I was going to have a little brother, and I was going to be a big sister. And I remember like putting headphones on her little on her belly and oh. playing music anytime she'd fall asleep, and just this really 
um, interesting connection to babies that I had from a young age on. And I wanted to be in the delivery room when he was there. And I was just so excited to meet him. And the moment I met him, I was extremely comfortable with him. There wasn't any fear. I read almost all of the, um, remember those expecting to expect books? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I read all of those and I was really prepared. I had put post-it notes in there. And I remember the first time hanging on to him and he, unfortunately he needed to be well, for his needs, he needed to be bottle fed for the majority of his, um, his, you know, infant years. And I remember just kind of grabbing him and putting him on my hip. And I was just super comfortable with him. I had his head, I had his arms, but my parents were like, but then they were looking at me and observing, oh, I had him. Okay. But it just felt like this very comfortable thing. I actually on my right hip have my hip kind of comes out a little bit from holding so many babies on that hip. So, and then I just began, you know, my other two siblings were born and then we were really involved in um, our church and creating programs around for children. And we actually started a few, been a nursery director at that church for years. Um, and we started the program there, only had like 20 volunteers, and then it turned out to be and just a few random children. And then we had 200 children in our program. And so it was kind of this thing that was always fostered and children are just a part of my life. Actually, during COVID is the first time I've ever had a break um, wow. in 20 years, not around children, which is, um, you know, there's been waves of emotions in that space, but also I look back on that. I'm, I'm actually really grateful to have a little bit of respite and to look at that and observe it from a different perspective. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's absolutely helped in my mindfulness journey as well. Connecting with children virtually is a completely different world now in doing that, but it really is very, yeah. very different. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and I, I love that. I love that journey. I, I love how um, you were so attracted to it um, so early on that it was very natural fit for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was my jam. I also, I definitely recognized from a young age on my parents were not doing things in the same way I felt was right. Even from a young age on my logical brain was really telling me what could we do better. And I made a solid choice at age five that I really wanted to observe and change my family's legacy. And I think that's empowered me to make the decisions I made at a young age to be that older sister to my siblings and to make the changes that I've made in my family legacy mm-hmm. um, up until a point where it's become my sole passion to be able to help children. And that evolved into um, me wanting to open up a nanny agency. I've kind of traveled all over the world and been a nanny and I lived in Hawaii and I worked at for a lot of celebrities that would come in with their children. And while most of the families I worked with were amazing, there was something deeper that I wanted to do with my work other than a nanny agency. And so I started looking, I was going through my own therapy and looking at my history and the choices that I make and why I make them and unraveling that whole process that in the last six years has just completely redefined who I am and being able to look back and give a child, um, the power to be able to recognize their inner landscape and the power to be able to look at their emotions and maybe even separate their own identity from their parents and give them an opportunity to learn more about themselves. That felt more like my calling, like how else could I support children to connect with themselves and, and also caregivers, (laughs) Um, you know, our past pays a lot into our, our daily roles, whether we want to speak to that or we don't want to speak to it, we do need to recognize that. And so I think it's, um, I think that's really important. Uh, That's a big reason I chose to start it, start the Mindful Nanny Collective and start the trainings. And this is 
hopefully um, it resonates with people. Actually, it has already. Several people are super interested. These trainings are going to come out in September. A bunch of nanny agencies are now interested in bringing this on. So I'm, I'm excited to see how this uh, transforms, but I'm definitely still a student myself in this right. whole process. Um, I think we all forever will be. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. For sure. But I, I do love that idea of, of helping the child um, securely attach, but then also have, have that space to form their own inner landscape, like you said, and, and, um, and what that, that means for them. I think that's a really lovely image of, Mm -hmm. um, I just finished, um, the power of showing up by, uh, Dan Siegel and Tina Bryson. Yes. Yep. Um, and, and it just reminded me, because I, I didn't necessarily learn new things in the book, but I was reminded of so many things that I've learned, because this is the third one of their books I've read. Um, but just that idea of like creating this safe harbor for children to like explore in, and then they can yes. go out on the stormy seas and come back to your safe harbor. Yes. Yes, yes. And that being themselves, right. that they, they can find that empowerment. But then to be able to instill that secure bond with them through feeling, I think it's the four S's of so feeling mm-hmm. seen. Um, what, are, what are they? Sorry. Secure, secure, seen, secure, safe, and I just made a blinking on the last one. Yes. I know I have it on my phone yeah. because I, anyways, I'll find it actually because I have a post that I made a month and a half ago for for this exact reason. Um, but it's fascinating because we all want to feel seen, heard, and what we have to say is valued and that what we have to say matters in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big part of that is being distracted ourselves as adults or not even knowing how to connect with ourselves or seeing our own emotions and naming them and acknowledging them and finding the root of them. Um, really fascinating yeah so um when you made the uh the mindful nanny collective or is that did i say it correctly yeah 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 so i have two i know it's confusing so the mindful nanny collective and then the mindful care collective Um, and i have a bigger vision for the mindful care collective so then it'll be on the mindful nanny collective will be under that space i have endless options and I want to be able to not just make this something that I'm providing but as a collective of care providers what can we bring to the table to not only help us in our careers but also the families we care for Um, wonderful so when you were when you were creating it what was our is your vision to help create this collective of nannies who mm -hmm. then like move out into the world and help plant those seeds in children yes. to then grow this yeah. whole different way of yeah, it started the world. <laughs> totally, totally, right? And I think it, it started with this lack of community that I had as a nanny and really looking around and feeling really isolated. Like I no longer was working a marketing job and a sales job and I thought, gosh, I don't have that same human interaction. Even my speech was being delayed in my own adult you know, perspective as a nanny compared to that of my counterparts of my age. And then also going into the entrepreneurial world and nobody there really understood. They were wonderful business owners and um, were doing amazing things for the community, but none of them worked in childcare. But when I talked to parents and I talked to teachers, 
that's when I really connected with, mm-hmm. you know, kind of understanding where I was coming from and some of the things I was envisioning. Um, gosh, I, I forgot what we were talking about. Sorry. Oh, that's a okay. I okay. I got okay. distracted because yes, that's okay. I was, that's okay. Okay. Yeah, I was. Um, I really wanted to know the fourth S. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> and so I looked it up while you, you were talking. Okay, you get okay. Good, it's you found it. Okay. Seen, safe, soothed, and secure. Thank you. Yes, soothed. that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Which I love his books. I think yeah, mindfulness really helps us do all four of those. It does. It does for ourselves. And there's so many different layers. So not having that community there, also not really understanding how to speak to your own boundaries and what you really, really want. And then not being able to bridge the gap between parents and nannies and what that space looks like and how, who's affected in that space. Children are affected in that space. So there's a lot of different ingredients that I would say that kind of attributed to me wanting to start the Mindful Nanny Collective. Um, But it started you know, on, to, on the heels of community and wanting to build the gap, I'm seeing this lack of self-care everywhere. All the, all these children are surrounded with a bunch of people that don't know how to connect from within right. and a bunch of people that are disconnected. And no matter wh- what an amazing care provider you are, if you're not doing your inner work and you're not embodying what that self-care piece is, you're not able to speak to that to children. You're also not able to promote that or include that in a, a daily schedule or show the importance of that to your children. Um, and so my, my idea through going through my own mindfulness programs, which I've been doing for several years now, is taking that and helping nannies first embody that. First, finding your own, you know, self-care, carving out that time for yourself to sit with yourself, be with your inner landscape, learn how to remove yourself from the chatter of thoughts, attaching ourselves to thoughts and creating whole stories around them. And when we work in such private homes, I've been doing this for 20 years, like when you're working in a private family dynamic, it is a vulnerable space to be. There is no other place in the world where people feel like they can truly be themselves. And sometimes that hurts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can cause a lot of heartbreak. Um, And that's, you know, the caregiver brain ends up bonding with the child's brain. And when you're separated from that too, there's a grief process as well. And there's a big nanny burnout rate. So how can we address that and support families and and really understanding how to be an employer of a nanny? Like when I think about some of these employers, none of them had any um, any experience with children at all, all of a sudden they have a nanny and they have a brand new baby. And some of them have only been married for three years and maybe they're starting a business together. And so it's just like, how do you balance all of this and still show up to be your best? Well, the only way to do so is if you first learn how to embody that practice, then you see and you feel the results yourself. And then you can't help but want to teach children these same skills, you know, and our legacies have to change, you know, right. What we're doing right now isn't working, obviously, and um, COVID is highlighting that for sure. <laughs> yes, yes, it's really um, shown a light in a lot of cracks mm-hmm. that we have. So I I love all of that. Um, if a if a nanny is listening and they haven't consciously started that journey towards self awareness, what are some good places? to start digging around? <laughs> yeah, totally. That's a, that's a big question. I think, I think even just even being curious mm-hmm. about wanting to do better, 
I think that's the first step. I think just acknowledging that you may not be perfect because let me tell you, honey, nanny, if you're listening, nobody's perfect. <laughs> nobody's yeah. perfect. And we're going to mess up as caregivers. And I know, I know sometimes I do my best thinking in, or I do my most thinking at night in bed after a long shift or in the morning before I'm headed to work. How can I do better? Did I show up to be the best nanny I could be today? Did I address that situation in the proper way? Did I properly communicate? Oh, I forgot to even tell the parents about it. You know, there's just so many hats that we wear. Sometimes there's not enough room um, that we create for ourselves. And so basically, if you're just even curious about it, that's the first step and acknowledge that and congratulate yourself and then show your body gratitude. And I think if you're really wanting to start on a mindful path, even just starting with a simple gratitude journal mm -hmm. and finding the time and noticing your schedule and noticing if you can stick to finding five things to be grateful for and choose whether that's going to be in the morning, afternoon, in the evening, or over a meal, but carving out 10 minutes to yourself a day just to either show yourself five prompts of gratitude, connect with your breath, sit, and do nothing else but just be with yourself for just give yourself 10 minutes. Um, it, it is incredible what that time will do. And also noticing how often we want to reach for our distraction, our phone, our social media, our next to-do list, or going to clean something in the house, tending to something to impress our boss. None of those things, um, just allow yourself to say that none of these things matter for the next 10 minutes and it's only 10 minutes. And give yourself permission to relax, unwind, and just simply connect with yourself. You will, you'll recharge your batteries and you'll be all the better for it when the kids wake up from their nap or when you enter those doors into a space that you could be having a really good, wonderful morning. And you know that sometimes when we walk in as nannies into the nanny family's home, sometimes there's a lot of chaos going on. Mm -hmm. um, but that can be the one thing that will ground you that day and it can be your anchor. And I'm a huge advocate for finding your anchors that make you feel, um, I don't know, uh, a sense of peace and a sense of just, I'm here in my own body. I don't have to absorb everything else that is going on around me. You know, right. As caregivers, I, we do. <laughs> yeah. I think that's huge. That piece of that might even be one of my mantras one of these weeks is I don't have to absorb all of this. Um, because I do think that people who are empathic are naturally drawn to being a nanny. And part of being empathic is um, taking on things that are not ours. Um, yes. So yeah, I, I completely agree that 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 first step is, is getting curious. And I'll, I'll say this, a way that I have found in to mm. my inner world yeah. um, is when I feel big emotions. Mm, yes. Is every single time investigating those. So, uh, and I used to just, you know, like, let them go, but I wasn't mm -hmm. actually letting them go. Mm -hmm. I was burying them very yes, yes. inside. Um, <laughs> but in very my, natural. you know, I was yeah. trying to rationalize it and I, yeah. and I was like, oh, well, I let that go. It's not bothering me, but mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. And so when that happens, um, and I, and, and not to take action, right? Like sit with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like there have been some things 
in my career as a nanny so far that have stirred up a lot of childhood things for me. Yes. 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 Me too. Me too. All yes. of us. Yeah. That's human I nature. Think, yeah. It's so good that you're even talking about it. Like that's that one first step of even just that curiosity and that acknowledgement of, wow, this is stirring up in something inside me. And sometimes it's not even that thought. It is just the rage or the sadness right. or the joy or the happiness or the jealousy or the whatever shame. it might be. Yeah. Shame. Oh, shame's such a big one. Yeah. Such a big one as a nanny. Yeah. Yeah. A, good for you. So proud of you to recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's been very, very good for literally everyone because <laughs> yes. the domino effect. I always yeah. talk to the Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good that domino effect of like, it's better for the kids. It's better for your nanny family. It's better for your own circle of family um, yes. chosen yes. or otherwise. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, it, the recognition. It really does, yeah. yeah. Seeing yourself, right? Yeah, soothing yourself. Like, really, I, I always call it the, you know, we've got that inner critic inside of us, and it's always going to speak to us. And where is that voice coming from? Is it coming from family members or, you know, an ex-relationship? Or what is that inner voice? And how do we learn to even recognize that? and recognize that it's not healthy and that it doesn't serve a purpose or even recognizing our thoughts and taming them mm -hmm. and just telling them, thank you so much for arriving and showing up right now for me. This triggered me. I can name that. I don't have to absorb it. And maybe I don't have the time right now as the the kids are playing and I'm on duty, but right now I'm going to make a, a really a conceited effort to just jot that down real quick on a post, you know, and I'm going to tend to it later. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to observe that with some curiosity and gentleness and kindness and that beginner mindset. If I wonder why that triggered me, just that pure curiosity. And it can sometimes take a whole year or several years to even unravel what that is. So being gentle to yourself as you unravel that and it can be, it can start with yourself for sure through mindfulness. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I also, um, I love what you said about like, none of us are perfect. Um, because I think when I first started a trap that I fell into was like the Sherlock Holmes trap of like <laughs> wanting to be able to like walk into my inner world and just be like, Oh, well the curtains are, are moved slightly. And that means this yeah. and this and this. And it's yeah. like, no, yeah. no, no, uh -uh. <laughs> that's not how it works. No, um, those lights are so deep. I saw, this is how I see it. Like we all have emotions and I see them as fears. And I didn't figure this out until my third eight week course in mindfulness. And each one of these emotions, whether they're joy, curiosity, jealousy, um, fear, whatever it might be, the more you are able to sit with yourself and just purely be with yourself without attaching yourself to thoughts, observing your thoughts as if they're just clouds in the sky. Your body does the work for you. Your subconscious does the work for you of simply guiding you through each one of those emotions and it's a whole tunnel i mean and it's always going to show up differently for you at a different age and stage in life and a different curiosity is going to come based off of new information that you're learning and growing so the whole goal the entire time is just to be gentle with yourself just to be kind to yourself and which only promotes that growth mindset versus the fixed mindset which is so important, so important. Yeah, let's speak to that a little bit more. Um, can you help explain? I, I know that the majority of listeners probably do 
have oh, some yeah. recognition of growth mindset versus fixed mindset, but I would love to help define those terms. Yeah. So growth mindset. Um, so fixed mindset would be, you know, for example, I heard a mom the other day, it's actually a friend of mine. And um, I consistently hear them say, oh, he's just so bad. He's so bad. He's just so rambunctious. And he's just always like this. His entire life, I've heard this. And eventually, you know, the child's going to hear that. And so he's going to become on a basic level. His fixed mindset is he's now defined himself based off of the definitions of other people. He is a bad boy or he will not eat this or he will not grow in this area. Just like the basic concept of going back to I'm not good at math or I'm right. not good at English. I only am either. I have the kind of brain. You remember when we were growing up, you, had, you either had a brain that was you are uh you know, more open language to arts. Yes, exactly. Language arts versus or math and sciences. Yeah. And I, I, I bought the juice, you know, I Me made too. the subscription yeah. too. Yeah. Like I am not good at math and I'm only good at English and literature. Um, and a, a more growth mindset approach would be today we're having a difficult day and I see that he's expressing some emotions that are not in alignment with what I'd like to observe, but instead I'm going to sit with him and observe those with him and get curious about that and maybe ask him more questions. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that you're modeling this example and you're speaking to it in a way that later on they will replicate. Right. So, you know, I'm not good at your, oh, today it looks like you're having a challenging time with your math. And I think in time we're going to absolutely be able to overcome this. And I believe that one day you're going to be, you're going to be able to you know, learn this skill and hone it in and just even showing them and seeing them and soothing them and, and allowing them to feel like there is hope. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the gateway into a growth mindset over a period of time through the toddler years and the adolescent years and the adult years. And it starts young and it really matters what we say. And it really matters how we embody our own language to ourselves. Because if we're not embodying that mindful language, that's gentle to ourselves in our thoughts, Instead of saying, oh, I just, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I didn't figure this out. Instead, oh, ah, I, can, I can't arrive to this today. And that's okay. And being gentle with yourself, it alleviates the brain. It opens up the neural pathways into a space where you can expand and you can grow. And that's exciting for your brain. And it's just as equally exciting for children's brain too. So a growth mindset is everything. You can always begin again. You can always right. be a beginner. And what we're learning, and you, I know you know this as Dr. Dan Siegel, is we have this neuroplasticity that doesn't end as adults. We have, right. if you have the desire and curiosity to change your life, you absolutely can. You absolutely can. I, I highly recommend, that's a big reason I started the Mindful Nanny Collective is to find your community that's going to support you and listen to you and hold the space for you. And that on these virtual nanny calls that I have, which you have to join sometime, it would be so wonderful. I would wonderful. love to. Um, I know it's not for everyone's schedule, so anyone can pop in whenever they want, but it's always on every other Sunday. And we just, it's a confidential space. We've got a digital well-being list that we all go off of and make sure everybody feels safe and included. Everybody is welcome into this space um, with safe arms. And this is a confidential space where we can talk and speak to our needs. And sometimes these insecurities as caregivers come up and it's really powerful because it, what you see is you recognize everybody has felt that at one point in their career or they're dealing with it right now. And just to even be curious about that space and, and feel vulnerable enough to speak to that with a bunch of strangers from all over the world who get it. 
and then you right. feel seen, you feel heard, you feel soothed, you feel secure, right? And that's that's the, what changes. That's what fosters a growth mindset. And then when studies show if you have a community, you're 65% more likely to stick to your goals and mm-hmm. to what you what is driving your passions and how you want to grow. So if you really want to grow, find your community and whatever that is, if it's music or skateboarding or art or, and, and mindfulness and getting curious about yourself and the growth mindset, don't stay in the fixed zone unless you want to stay there. And if you're comfortable, then cool. Yeah, no problem. Um, but recognize and do know that you have the power to change. Absolutely. If I could do it in my life, given everything that I've been through, anybody can do it and I will do whatever I can to cheerlead other nannies, care providers, and children on in that space because it is transformative and it's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've shared this story as a end story before, but um, I often, if my kiddos are having a hard time, I reflect that to them and I say, oh, I see you're having a really, really hard time. Well, one day we were playing and one of my little ones fell down um, and and she scraped her knee and that was, it was hard. It was sad and it was hard yeah. and we, we didn't have band-aids at the time. We had run out. Um, yeah. And so, and we were about a block away from her house. So like, it was like, a let's go walk home. Back. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. a long walk. And, and as we were walking, we passed... Um, some sort of other caretaker, a, a mom or a, a nanny, someone yeah. with a, a kind heart who yeah. made yeah. eye contact with me, saw mm. her and said, mm. oh, you know, like, yeah. And, and my little one goes, I'm having a hard time right now. Oh. <laughs> <This> woman, <laughs> that is so powerful. Yeah. And it was just, it was really like this lovely moment of she's like, yeah, yeah. I see you know, and Gosh, that's amazing. She was able to name it. You know, I'm having a hard time right now. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. And how cool is it that you embodied that enough to show that example to them so that it empowered them to recognize that emotion inside themselves. That is so amazing. I love that. Yeah. That, that and is so, why I love being a nanny. Yeah, <laughs> me too. And and all that to say that is that it is one of the reasons that I love being a nanny because you do get like the fruits of your labor pretty quickly begin to grow. Yes, like, <laughs> within three weeks, like you already yes. start seeing the replication of the hard work that you put in to take it just a, a deep breath in and say, oh, okay. Yeah. I see that I'm, I'm feeling a little tired right now. I'm going to take a moment to sit down or I'm feeling a little frustrated. And I'm going to take a moment to just go in the kitchen. You're safe here with your toys. Mm-hmm. I love you. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a little cup of tea and I'm going to come back and I'll be in a better space. Yeah. 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 And my, um, one of my other kiddos will often name her feelings and it's just great. Wow. It's, it's helpful for me. It's helpful for her. It's helpful for her family. She'll say, I'm feeling really sad or I'm feeling <laughs> yes. really angry. Or, <laughs> yes. you know? Good for her. I love it. Name it. Name yes. a sister. I love that so much. That's amazing. That's yeah. really, I mean, we know adults that I'm 33. I don't, I don't know how old you are. I'm 33 as well. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. And we know adults that do not do that, especially oh, our older gosh. generations above us. That example was never there for us. Right. I, I don't know about you and I don't want to speak no. to yours, yeah. but it was, you know, don't be a drama queen. Let's get over it. Stand up, be strong. You're a strong woman. Don't be a weak woman. It was all of these things that just, it didn't actually make me feel the four S's, you right. know? 
I didn't yeah. ever sense that. So I never was able to see it myself. I never was given that pathway or nobody ever walked me into it and showed me that there was a light to the other side of me recognizing. And I, I don't know if you've ever read The Body Keeps the Score. I have to read it for class. Okay. So oh, I've been yes. saving it because I have to awesome. read the cl- it for oh, class. Awesome. So it's just such a good book. It yeah. reframes these very emotions that we're speaking to. And I think you're going to feel so much more empowered when you hear your child that you care for say, I'm angry or I'm sad. That's amazing. She's no longer holding that in her body to later on speak to her in a different way. Right. You know, and there's so often so many times I'm a yoga teacher too. And I, um, when I'm sitting with adults, they'll be like, oh man, this, I have a really, like my, my neck is really tense. So that's why I need yoga today. Or my hip is really intense. And I'll talk about in the yoga class later on, like, when did this start speaking to you? You know, and to them, it was like, oh man, this was like a month ago. And now it's just worse. Well, it's same thing with our emotions. If the first time it speaks to us, and maybe it's not the appropriate time to deal with it right then and there, but making a note that you'll see it later or you tend to it later and you'll give it the space that it needs is so powerful. Otherwise it just builds and builds and builds. And then you forget the very root of it before it comes up again and you're triggered. Um, and I, I always get that comment after class. Wow. I, you know, I'm going to try to tend to that a little bit sooner. I wish I had done that. Oh, this is just the beginning. Now, you know, you know, I still do it and I, I'm a teacher. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also I love how you've spoken a lot about being gentle with yourself because there mm-hmm. are times that your body needs those mm-hmm. shields, those protections, those walls, those masks. Um, yes. And yes. so when they, when they do come up <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. in whatever way they come up, um, being gentle and saying, thank you, body. You were trying yeah. to protect me, but I don't need it. And I don't need that right now. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. I'm safe. I'm secure. I'm going to be okay. But thank you so much for showing up and trying to speak to me. I kind of name, you know, what's that movie um, where they've got all the little different characters, you know, inside out. Yes. yes. Love that movie. Me oh my too. gosh. I could watch that movie a million times and I just wish and it I was, would just, yeah. I would be dehydrated. Yeah. But I would love it. <laughs> so all the crying. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. It's so true. Yeah. Um, it's an, it's an amazing thing when you carve out the space and the time for yourself just to be gentle and just to be kind. And then you notice that that same theme carries itself when you're speaking to other people or when you're choosing to actively listen, or even if you're an empath, like most caregivers are even saying in your mind, you know, I have to find myself really saying in my mind, I'm not going to absorb this right now, but I am going to hold the space for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to actively listen. And then before I ever speak to anything, I'm going to ask them, do you, would you like some, what, are you wanting me just to listen today? Or would you like some, um, feedback. And I usually just repeat back what I heard them say. Mm-hmm. So I heard you say, and it gets them into that problem solving space in their brain and in their mind. And it also helps me as an empath and caregiver not to absorb and hold in my body. Oh, that was so heavy. And now this person just dumped on me and they're just, you know, prancing along in life. Like it's no big deal. And I'm like, Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's taken me several years to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really important for, for nannies, especially because you are going into people's homes and there's tons of stuff flying around in there. Yeah. Yes. I like how you say that. There's so much. We're all humans. We're all like in one home and each got your own story and triggers and anger and (laughs) frustration. And yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. 
and I, um, I have, I, I'm in a nanny share and, and one of the mm. nanny moms, uh, listens to Brene Brown's podcast and we like yes. discuss it, which is yes. lovely. Um, yeah, she's my so, idol. I know, yes, me too. I me too. Um, but it's so, it's been so fun to like hear her language change mm. too. And like, we'll both, we'll be like, okay, well, in reference to this week's Yes. Like this is something I just discovered about myself yeah. and now I see like why this was annoying me and <laughs> like, and totally. she'll, she'll like ramp up to asking me to do something differently with like, I know that yeah. this is from my childhood, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that. And yes. she's like, but this is what, this is how I need my needs met. And I'm like, great. Oh, I love that. I love to meet your needs, like yes. for sharing with me, and yeah. like, I'm happy to do that. And I didn't need the explanation, but the explanation yeah. helps. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then you know how to show up. You know what right. your boundaries are, your expectations are, and hopefully she creates enough space for you to be able to vocalize yours. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's yeah. so nice to have a fan, especially in a nanny share, where you have to deal with two separate you know, sets of parents and caregivers, or maybe more if there's more of a dynamic there. It's so nice to be able to have somebody on the same playing field and the same curiosity as you. And that's another thing with the mindful nanny trainings. So there's several, you do the mindful nanny training and then there's an opportunity to do two other trainings. And if you do all three trainings and then you take an additional mindful nanny training, you can become a mindful family facilitator. And the whole concept is you take your mindful nanny training, you then can become a mindful preschool teacher, and then you can become a yoga and children's mindfulness teacher. And if you do all three, it really equips you with the space to not only find income outside of the nanny role, but now you can speak to the family. Now you've embodied and understand this whole role that you can hold for the family and carve out those spaces of time and be able to connect with the parents because the parents are included in this too. Right. And if you have a whole care team that's able to do what you and just your nanny boss just did on like a really simple, like, oh my gosh, I connected with my breath today and I didn't yell. And you can like high five each other. That's, emp that's empowering for a mom and a dad or, or two moms and two dads, whatever your family dynamic is. That is super super empowering to be able to have that connection between all the adults and guess who's watching and guess who's observing yeah. and noticing and then they get to make those changes in three or four weeks you know and right. they get to name their emotions and then everybody can high five because everyone's naming their emotions <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah and then yeah it just it it does it is amazing the the tiny how quickly these tiny moments yeah. yeah, turn into this avalanche of change. Uh, so beautiful. I'm all about changing my legacy and supporting anybody else who wants to. That's why I call the mind, like the, these new memberships I'm pulling out. Like uh, the Mindful Nanny Collective is like the legacy changers. <laughs> because you just, you are, you're empowering yourself and these children to just, you know, what you said, making these building blocks. I'm using my own words in that particular term for an avalanche of something that is greater and beyond ourselves. And that ripple effect is so beautiful. It just permeates everywhere with goodness. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, all the things. So it is. Um, you talked about the gratitude journal earlier. Um, and I, mm -hmm. I definitely do. I kind of rotate through gratitude journaling. And then I also do, um, IFAB journaling and we mentioned awesome. um, awesome. 
we mentioned inside out and that's my basis. Yes. So I feel about oh. because, um, okay. so I hit those five emotions when I, I do. I tell me so, more about that. Tell so me more yeah. About that. So I'll write out, like, I feel joy about da, 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 because, um, da, 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 da. And yeah. then, and I go through and I have to have one for each. So, um, okay. joy, anger, fear, disgust, and sadness. Okay. Um, okay. And wow. so, and, wow. and there are weeks that, you know, like I'm more into one. And so then I'll write several. Yeah. Um, but yeah. my rule is that I have to like touch on each of them because I have found that when I didn't have that rule in place, there were certain yes. emotions that I mm. would be like, I'm not feeling that this week. And it's like, mm. Mm. But maybe honestly, it's there. <laughs> honestly, but are you yeah. not feeling that? Because <laughs> yeah. are you sure it's not speaking to you in the corner? Yeah. So what? I have a question for you. So what? How do you carve out the time to do that? What's? Do you have a? Do you, does it just when it comes in your mind, or do you do? Do you have a routine for yourself? Like what works best for your schedule? Because it's so hard to be a nanny and have all of, and you're doing your podcast and everything else. So yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. I usually am really protective over my weekends. Um, so yes. my weekends, I, uh, especially during COVID, I have, I have not said yes to a lot during the weekend. Um, and so I make sure that I have time to journal twice during the weekend. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. And usually I, I really like to do it. Um, I let myself sleep till whenever I do not set an alarm on Saturdays. I let myself sleep till whenever. And then I'm, I only have Earl Grey tea on the weekends. And so I have like my Earl Grey, um, country style with some sugar and some milk. It's so nice. And then (laughs) I sit and I journal. Um, and I, I find that, um, if something comes up on a weekend that it doesn't happen, it does it really affects yeah. me the next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find that same thing with my own mindfulness practice. Yeah. I love that you're carving out that special time for yourself and meeting your body where it needs to be met and allowing, allowing that permission to not feel any guilt, to just sleep in and to do what you need to do and take care of your caregiving body and recognizing when you don't, it, there's a domino effect there into your next week and it matters because remote role modeling to children that is so beautiful and it's hard to do that as a caregiver just to even give ourselves that permission to do that I love that I love yeah. that how about you virtuals. okay so I carve out it's been really hard since I've changed from COVID because I had to right. move during COVID and Oof. yeah and now working at home building my business and then working outside the home only a few hours per week, getting out there and teaching classes virtually mostly. Um, And so it has been an evolving process, but what I love to do um, is I make a commitment to get outside the house and get out in the sun. And now my new commitment is every, well, every day walking four miles every day, get out in the sun. And I had all this guilt about the time I'm taking because it almost takes an hour and 40 minutes just to get out there. And I do do some other workouts in between. Um, But getting that vitamin D, getting that fresh air, looking around without music on or an audible or a podcast on and just kind of connecting, choosing one thing to really focus on, whether it's the, um, the blades of grass or the beautiful trees and the leaves or the sounds that are happening around me. And I just start to feel this like sense of ease in my body that I can always come home to. 
Mm -hmm. every time I'm on that walk. And when I don't do it, I can feel it in my body. And it's, um, that's the space I don't want to be in. I, I like the general idea of setting myself up for success. I also love like pulling cards. I love using my Palo Santo. I have my own little yoga studio. I don't know if you've ever seen it on my, um, my uh, Instagram, but now I've got a little space where I've got, and it's interesting because technology has changed everything. I've got this whole like setup going on. So for my, my vocal recordings and TV and all that, but then behind me is got, I've got my yoga mat, I've got my candles, I got my little plant. And that's to me, I choose different things to ground myself in. So like my plants, for example, if I'm not, my plants keep me grounded. So I know yeah. I'm tending to my basics if my plants are doing well. The moment I start getting distracted into life and I can notice my plants aren't doing well, I'm like, whoop, close the doors, get back to my basics. What do I need to do? Um, and just kind of carving. But my yoga mat is definitely my space. Like when I sit on there, my voice gets lower. I feel calmer. It's this habitual habit and this habitual space that I've created just for myself to tend to myself and to be there um, just with me. And sometimes when my boyfriend wants to join, I, I plan in advance to make that space still for myself right. so that I can still share in that space, but I've still tended just to me because my natural caregiver wants to make sure that he's tended to and he's, you know, and you know, all of that. So, um, Rituals are huge. Rituals are huge. And if I feel really heavy, I will, um, in an emotion, I love grounding in through my five senses. And I particularly love like matcha tea and pudding or something that smells good and tastes good. I love food. So like if I can find like a yummy drink, especially in Oregon during the winter, I'm sure you guys have crazy winters over there too. Yeah. Just kind of grounding in through that space. If I sometimes emotions can take over and sometimes we need to find, you know, really ground into our five senses to, to use those as tools to get us out of our minds and back into that grounded space. But routines are, are vastly important, but to also recognize that gentle beginner mindset when we get off track because right. life happens. And that, that is the one thing constant change is, is the one constant in life. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. It really is. And um, and part of COVID for me, I, my therapist was like, oh, your, your J is showing up hard here from the, um, Myers-Briggs. Oh, yes, yes. I'm a, a pretty hard J and, um, and judging is what the J stands for, for anyone that doesn't know, um, which means that I like to plan for things. I like to have it planned yeah. out and um COVID just took all that away oh yeah um, and cool. so when I was in therapy I was talking about it and he was like yeah this this is probably that aspect yeah. of this is yeah. very hard for you and, and that's okay yeah, yeah yeah and it continues to be and I've like adjusted in some ways and then something gets knocked out and then you know you readjust yep. and something else gets knocked out <laughs> yep and then you get to begin again and just escort escorting yourself back to that space again and recognition and congratulating yourself for recognizing and naming oh this is judging right now interesting mm -hmm. okay all right why am i doing that and then replacing those thoughts with something kind or the real truth you know right this yeah. is okay. Yeah. I, 
I'm curious to ask more about that judging space and like if there's an example, because I know so many of us caregivers fall into that space so often, whether especially if you've been a nanny for a long time and you have a new family and I mean, it's so easy to judge another family and be like, why can't you show up better? Especially like if I've been doing this, I've been doing this for 20 years. Right. And I notice this recognition when I talk to other nannies and I notice it in myself of, wow, I'm, I'm kind of judging them based off of what I know. And if I can bring myself all the way back to that beginner mindset, I didn't know that, you know, there's going to be poop up the back and that a toddler was going to totally melt in the middle of the grocery store and it was going to affect me so much. Like, you know, there's all these different right. things. Like something might trigger you. Um, and it's so easy to judge from the outside when it comes to parents or other caregivers. So I, I think that's, that's interesting that you say that. So how do you deal with that when judgment comes up? Yeah. So to clarify a little bit for the Myers-Briggs okay. judgment doesn't okay. necessarily mean the same thing. Okay. So oh. it's, um, it, it's more of, and forgive me because it's been a while since I've like brushed up on all this, but my understanding is that it, in Myers-Briggs, it's more like judging is that you want kind of to know what's going to happen versus there are people oh. that, um, that want to go with the flow more. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so like, I okay. want, I want to know what's coming next. Um, ah, okay. that's what that okay. judging is. Okay. However, your question is still a very good one. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. I haven't looked at Myers-Briggs in so long. Yeah. I don't think I have J in, I think I'm an INF, I think, or EMF. INFP. INFP, that sounds really, yeah. 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 So yeah. perceiving yeah. is the other side of that. So ah. either like this out, like wanting to like have everything set up is like judging like this outward pouring of things or perceiving is like more ah, inward. Yes. Um, ah, yes. We all have like, a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's a spectrum for everyone. So like, yeah. um, yeah, how you fall is just, it's really interesting. Yes. Um, yes. and so your question still is very good and still stands though. Um, and I also find myself at times being like, that's not gonna work. Like, <laughs> so totally. did you think that was gonna work? Yeah, like yeah. just watching a parent do something, yeah. and you're just yeah. like, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to stop you in a kind way, and so we're just gonna mm -hmm. let this go and mm -hmm. see what happens. And I will say, sometimes I am surprised, and it does totally work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's with their relationship, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, and and sometimes it doesn't, and then and then we can talk about it from that. Yes, space. exactly, exactly. And like even last week, I'm in this movie club during COVID. Um, oh, fun. Yeah, it's been really, really that's lovely. Because um, I don't, I have found that I don't make time to watch a lot of movies. Ah, yeah. Um, they feel like a big commitment, but I'm mm -hmm. always happy when I like have watched one. And so yeah. the movie club has been a really good way to watch movies. One of the members of the movie club is a teacher. And so we were talking about like going back to school and the other one is a mom. And so we were talking about going back to school and, yeah. and I was saying, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to help every, especially nannies, like remember that like there really is no good choice here for parents and whether <laughs> yeah. or not you agree with what, choice they're making and I was like and yet <laughs> I and definitely yeah. have opinions about like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't help it right uh, yes yes and so 
trying to remind myself that um, to be gentle and kind with other people too. Mm. Um, And especially right now, like families are being asked to make really, really hard choices and constantly reminding myself that, um, that the safety of their kids and the well-being of their kids and those are somewhat at odds right now and that really stinks yes it really does it really does i really feel for families who have kids right now there's some big choices that have had to be made for a long period of time now and and sometimes like some of our biggest needs for our children and our own families and ourselves have been totally rocked Totally wrapped and nobody knows how to show up right now. And that is okay. Yeah. And one, one moment at a time and one day at a time. And if you make a decision and you want to change your mind, it's okay to change your mind right? and just reevaluate and make some new changes and know that you're just doing your very best and being yeah. gentle with yourself. That's, that's so hard. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a big role that, you know, maybe we didn't have to play as much as nannies before. Um, right. we've always held the space for parents mm-hmm. always, always and watched and observed and, and recommended if we set ourselves up for success that way in the beginning or, you know, feel empowered to be able to do so as a team effort, but really having to sit and just listen at that active listening with families and holding that space for them in a different way with fear because we're such a safe space for families, right? Like they've, we have chosen to work together to raise these children. And hopefully if we're continuing to do our work, it stays in that constant motion. And sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes it's time to time to part ways. But I think this is a big deal breaker for a lot of people. COVID has severed a lot of different relationships, a lot of different perspectives and views and mm-hmm. shaken our whole world up. And it's time for us to show up in a different way and evaluate our beliefs and why we believe what we believe. And COVID is, put a huge mirror on that to talk about things that we've never had to talk about or face before. Yeah. Um, but to just, I think, you know, more than anything I've heard from everybody is that what a great time for these mindfulness trainings to come into place. Like right. people just really need them to be able to carve out that space and get curious about how they're showing up, you know, whether that be with your partner or yourselves or your home or it's nannies are being called to do a lot right now. And I'm really proud of our community. They just constantly resilient. Like Brene Brown always talks about resilience. Talk about nannies. Right. Hey nannies, you guys are amazing. I just want to say <laughs> that. Like we are. There's yeah. so many different hats we have to wear. And remembering to put those emotional boundaries up too. And that yeah. empathy hat can have boundaries with it. And the hats are getting higher and higher um, as yeah. we do go back to school and some parents are asking nannies to become educators as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some of which that feels mm-hmm. very cozy space for them and some yeah. of which that doesn't. Um, yeah. Because yeah. it's academics and um, social and emotional learning have sadly been divided so much Mm -hmm. in our culture and our education system Mm -hmm. and all of this, that, that they are kind of two different skill sets. And that's, I, I wish that that wasn't that way. Um, and I think that this is forcing them together, but that, that forced togetherness is, is hard and it's, um, It's causing an earthquake, you know, like yeah. an earthquake in all of us, those big 
love that. I love what you just said. Things butting up against each other. Yes. Um, And they're both very, very important. Mm -hmm. Um, Very valid. All mm -hmm. of it's very valid. Yeah. Um, And I also, I I feel for parents, because I I know a lot of parents, especially that have nannies, because that was part of their plan all along, um, who are like, I didn't sign up to be a full-time parent. That was never my yeah plan that is such a good point that's such a good point yeah yeah and And they feel like they're drowning is what I've heard that's a big word that I'm consistently hearing right now yeah and and you know lots of people have different feelings about that of like choosing to have a child when Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily want to be fully involved in raising Mm -hmm. that child that is a thing that you can have an opinion about (laughs) and also that doesn't serve you necessarily to to have that judgment around it absolutely absolutely it wasn't though I think the the main responsibility there is just to show up the best you can in that child's life and recognize what puzzle pieces you can add to this child's life and their life story but it's not any of our business to it's to to get involved into the choices that the parents made that's that's done it's there. It's settled. How are you going to make this a positive experience the best you can with boundaries right. and learning to speak to those boundaries with parents? And if nannies feel uncomfortable in that space, there's always other options. Mm-hmm. Always. We don't have to pigeonhole ourselves into something, you know, there's always, and, and parents don't have as many options other than to choose to rely on their caregiver if they're not wanting to fill that role, but also getting curious as to what that fear is about. What is that Mm -hmm. attachment style like themselves? Maybe a nanny could, through her own mindfulness and understanding of her own fears, recognize this fear in another family member or another caregiver within the home and be able to, in a safe space, perhaps, you know, see them differently. Mm -hmm. And then judgment doesn't come up. And even perhaps, you know, if it felt right or they felt called to, having a discussion. Oh, I hear that you really have a fear around, you know, being with your kids. I, I want you to know that at one point I had that fear when I first started too. Right. But your child loves you so much. Mm-hmm. You are their primary, like everything. Mm-hmm. You're their hero. They're, you're their, their first their impression. Sun, oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Their sun, their moon, they're like, they're so bonded to you. You could basically do no harm. So the only job you have to do today is to do your best and be gentle with yourself. And I think empowering parents is a big role in our jobs if we choose to do it. And it always, it always hurts me a little bit when I hear a nanny um, or a parent start judging the other person Mm -hmm. and not really looking at the root of where that judgment is coming from. Right. Um, And taking the time to get curious about that because you got to know that you either chose to hire this nanny and you fully trust them or, and that they're doing their best, but unless you're embodying that, you're not going to recognize that for the other caregiver and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so being gentle right now is especially important and being kind and actively listening to what somebody else's needs are while speaking to your boundaries. Yeah. And I, I think 
taking some of the things that you write in your gratitude journal, some of them are just for you, but taking some of them and really speaking them out loud to the, to other people. Um, I, I read this book called burnout. Um, burnout. I'm going to write that down. Yeah. It's, um, (laughs) Emily and Amelia, they're twins. They wrote it together. Um, and that's I, cute. I think it's Nagasaki, but I'm not positive that I'm saying it's N A G O S K I. Okay, cool. Um, and it's it's a brilliant book, and in it, um, they they talk about how one of the best ways to get yourself out of a funk is mm-hmm. to tell other people what you appreciate about them, and and. And writing it for yourself is important, but actually going to the person or writing them a letter if you're not great at like <laughs> yes vocalizing in the stuff yeah yeah um, yeah you can write it like a thank you letter to them put it in the mail like yeah let's get more mail out there yes <laughs> right um, I know I'm with you on that yeah and and um and that comes back to you in spades when you do that. It feels Um, so good to give and to to receive what that giving felt like for that person. Yeah. Amazing. And I think that I have noticed this in myself and other nannies that I know that sometimes we struggle to be the receiver of gifts Mm -hmm. um, that we're very good at giving, Mm -hmm. but sometimes we struggle to receive the gifts. And so I think that practice of gratitude is also a practice of, of receiving the gift of like, I thank you for doing this. I accept mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see you. the value. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I appreciate your thought and naming that and knowing that it's a gift to give back and that, and to, to really fully accept something because you're not fully accepting something you may not do it again because they're not sure it was that awkward for you. Right. You know, you know, something, the kindness of your own heart is a huge gift and it's very simple, but it is very effective. And sometimes people don't forget that the rest of their lives. Right. Yeah. I try to tell my nanny kids too. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for coming into this world. And, you know, I really trust the process in life and the fact that I got to be your caregiver is so cool. Yeah. You are a very cool human, <laughs> and I'm so excited to see. I mean, the generations after us are just so much cooler. Yeah. I feel like these kids are so, so cool. in tune. Like, we got to keep up to them, I feel like, you I know? know? I know. And that's really neat. That's and we have really so neat. much to learn from them. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Constantly. That's one thing I missed during COVID, not learning from kids, you know? Yeah. And they... Yeah. I get these little micro moments when we do like a virtual class or whatnot and, and they're on there and I learn from them and I'm like, that is so cool. That's mm-hmm. why I miss that space so much. It's constant giving and receiving, giving and receiving and showing up to try to be your best <laughs> and finding yeah. the positivity in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell my nanny kids at the end of every day, I say, thank you for playing with me today. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. And I yes. mean it like, yep. thank you yep. for engaging yeah. in play with me today because yes. I needed yes. it. Yes. And like, yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's yeah. Could you imagine like if a, a child gave you, when I think about receiving gratitude and it's really hard, if you were, to, you know, a child were to give you a drawing or something that they made so special for you and you were just to look at it and not know how to respond, how would that child feel? You know, right. it's the same thing with adults as well. Um, right. 
that that personal and yeah and they don't necessarily give you something tangible yeah Um, and so it it does make it harder to recognize which is why it's a practice yes yes attitude and if you didn't know how to show up in that moment then just be gentle with yourself and the next day you have a new moment to say you know i really thought about that and thank you so much that really touched my heart so much i didn't even know what to say (laughs) you know yeah i was processing in that moment and yeah Yes. I really thank yes. you. Yeah. Yeah. And three weeks later, they're going to say the same thing back to you. <laughs> yeah. I was processing, you know, auntie, so. <laughs> I wasn't yes. sure about eating the potatoes. I was processing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yes. Yes. I did throw them on the floor. <laughs> yes. I was processing. <laughs> That's how I've seen my words used. You know, <laughs> I can't, I'm like trying not to laugh, you know, no. but you want to yeah it's so cute those moments are amazing yes yes i love them so much and How yeah kiddos that you watch sorry two. To you. they're two. both two they're both oh my gosh i know amazing i love it when are they gonna turn three um one of them will turn three in december and the other one will turn three next march wow wow oh that's amazing that's so neat to have them around the same age it is i'm i'm very grateful um for the setup of the nanny share um because because I bragged on one of the moms and the other mom is, is also wonderful. Um, (laughs) and, and she reads a bunch of, um, all, you know, all the books and we talk about the books. So she's read a lot of Dan Siegel stuff and, and I love that. I love that. Bryce and Payne, um, stuff. And we'll like, we'll be able to have that matched vocabulary of, Mm -hmm. um, of that and it's it's really really lovely and the dads are wonderful too but oh, yes. i do not yes. i don't oh, talk yeah. dads are so awesome i don't totally. i don't talk theory with them as much yes. but yes yes <laughs> totally i know what you They're mean so wonderful us women know how to into men too but we know how to get into those deep conversations and what we feel we want to share and express what we felt too that's so it's really fun to have that team uh Come on, come on, ready or whatever. I can't say that word very well. Um, <laughs> that team, the team yeah. aspect with everybody to be able to surround the kids with all that love and all that curiosity. That's, that's oh man, that's so cool. I love it's that. really lovely. And I and I've told my both of my nanny families, and I've told the kids too. Like during this time, I I would be so lost if I didn't have them. You know, like yeah, I just. Yeah to be able to go into work is such a gift and um to get hugs yeah yeah <laughs> and sharing the baby giggles of the kid toddler yes. kid giggles is the best yes uh. just laughing and laughing about like yeah yeah your life yeah just yeah <laughs> just the world it's like yeah. that is a really funny sound you can make yes, <laughs> yes totally yeah, like, let's keep doing that until it's not funny anymore. Yeah, and then tomorrow yeah, or after yeah. that, it'll probably be funny again. Funny again. <laughs> yes, exactly. I love that so much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Cool. You can be there for them and show up. And, and especially when we're facing some of these darker spaces in life to be able to look at the brand new aspect of life and how joyful it can be and how we can actually still emulate that in these dark spaces you know right an unknown and fear want to play sometimes they can shadow everything but actually we could lift that shadow 
and recognize and see fear and say, thank you so much, you know, for showing up. I super appreciate you. You don't have to shadow me today, <laughs> but <laughs> thank you for being there. You know, I appreciate you. I'll take the precautions I need to, to, to yeah. be careful and to take good care of myself so that I can continue to experience joy with the kids that I care for. It has to be, have you guys had a lot of those conversations with the kids around COVID? Like, how do you guys address that with two-year-olds? And I would are you guys censoring your conversations around fear of COVID around them? Or are you having those in front of them with them? Um, I'm just um, Everyone does it so differently. So. Yeah. So one of the, one of the biggest things that we have done um, is that we got masks and started putting them on animals um, like yeah. stuffed animals and like they have a Moana doll and, yeah. um, so started putting these masks around yeah. so that they could adjust to and that, and, like, that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And talked about it and then, you know, and then offered for them to wear it, um, but not forcing it. And, yeah. um, and so we've been able to like move through that space. Um, and yeah, we do we don't have like super fearful conversations. Mm -hmm. We have um, strategy conversations in front of the kids. So yes. like, yes. Um, so like, here's, you know, like we want to go on a walk and like, is this park opened and, and all yeah. that stuff. And like, yeah. you know, I was there last week and, and this is what I saw. And um, yeah. so yeah. like, make sure to take the to-go potty because like the bathrooms in this park are, are not yeah. always unlocked or they're not always clean or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we'll have those types of conversations. Um, and then we also, uh, we've, we've been working with both girls on being able to say like, give me some space. Like that's how we phrased yes. it of like, if they, if they don't want someone to approach them or yeah. something like yeah. that, um, if somebody feels like they're getting too close, being able to say like, hey, give me some space. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> what a good way to empower little girls' voices too. Hey, yeah. and then also the body posture too. Yeah. 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 You all can't see because it's a podcast, but we hold our hands yes, up. Yes, yes, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's say, right. I forget. So, you know, yeah, yeah. And we, and we, um, and we like practiced it at home and, yeah. um, and stuff. And they haven't, they haven't really done that. And, um, but if they come up to me in those moments, um, when people approach us, we talk about it and, um, and I, I will advocate for them, you know, I'll yes. be like, Hey, yeah. you know, we're going to play over here. You all play yeah. over there. Like, yeah. or if you want to sit on that log, we'll sit on this log. We'd love to chat. Yeah. Like yeah, totally. Yes. Space and, yeah. And so, yeah. What a great um, gateway conversation. Some of these things can be into other things like consent, for example, yes. you know, those are, I, I always see, um, you know, the light on the other side of some of these things. And I think consent, I don't know if you have met her. Her name is Nicole. She's amazing. And she created, um, it's the, it's, I have a post about it on my feed, mm. um, but it's all about consent. And she created Wonderful. this really cute consent book. I'll have to send it to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't. Again, I'm dyslexic, so hanging on to the names of yeah. it's going to drive me insane, so I'm going to look it up really fast. Yeah. But at these gateway conversations into other broader topics, you know, yes. about really speaking to some of the things that we need and um, creating the space for 
you know, actually, I don't really want to hug. So no, thank you. But right. I, could, I could air hug you or um, maybe another time or, you know, kind of opening those discussions in a way. Okay, yeah. So. One of, one of the moms is Rye-ish. Okay. Um, okay. And so she, yeah. like from the very beginning has, yeah. has been a big, big advocate for like, can I pick you up and, um, Love and things like that. Um, that is huge. And so, and so now both of them have, have experienced that have, cause wow. that's, you know, I nanny to the parents needs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the kids needs mm-hmm. most importantly, but, yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, also totally to know. the parents needs. <laughs> totally. Um, and, and so, and I am, I'm right-ish as well. Okay. Um, okay. like I, you know, yeah. not, not all the way, but, I, okay. I think that Rye has a lot of really great things to offer. And, um, and I do think that that consent uh, yes. conversation needs to, I mean, it like pretty much from birth, yep. start just talking them through it. And mm-hmm. yep. my kids will say, I am the boss of me. And I'm <laughs> like, yes, you are, you are. And yes. so, and we'll talk about like, you know, you get to decide it's your body. Mm-hmm. It's your choice. You get to decide uh-huh. Um, and we also have like, um, division of responsibility around food. So adults decide what goes on the plate. Kids decide what goes inside their bodies. And there you go. I like like that that. approach. And what it, so if uh, the average person doesn't know what rye is, what is rye? Oh, yes. Um, and I do have an episode about rye. Oh, I love that. Oh, right on. Okay, cool. So if you're, if you want more. Um, yes, but yes, it's yeah. resources for infant educators and yeah. the idea or one of the main tenets of Rye is um, that from infancy, you need to be asking your child permission to touch them, to manipulate them, to like you talk to your child about changing their diaper. You say, I'm going to change your diaper now. And, mm-hmm. and of course, an infant cannot say, yes, I give you permission, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but they can signal you with yeah. like, absolutely. The recognition arms and, up and, yeah. and things like that. All of a sudden that. you're not just changing them and they're whipped around and, you know, change right. and you're out the door instead of leading them, setting them up for success, speaking yeah. to all the, I talk about mindful transitions a lot and it oh, feeds into that, you know, so important. Oh, it's so important. And the success that you have and the, you know, I don't, I don't really like the word tantrums. I think they're, they're just opportunities for a child to speak in a different way and their own right. emotions have over, you know, ridden the process right. that's happening. But if we set them up for success and let them know what to expect ahead of time, they're all the better for it. It's amazing. Um, I totally believe that. So I found that book to circle Great. back on that. So it's Nicole um, Manton and you can actually um, follow her on Instagram. She's got her little page called Guiding Little Hands and mm-hmm. she's got her book on Amazon um, and her name is Nicola Manton and she is in New York and I had the pleasure of talking to her virtually um, at the beginning of COVID and she's just really wonderful. She's also an early education um, provider and teacher and she's also created a whole curriculum around being able to support consent and a few other beha- behavioral um resources that she's created which is she's really wonderful you should connect with her if you haven't yeah. already yeah i, ha- I don't i don't believe that i have so thank you i definitely yeah, absolutely. will yeah because yeah i think it i mean i i don't think i know that it's it's yeah. really really important and um and i i know that um there's 
right now on social media, there's this big, like save the children thing. And one of the best ways that we can keep kids safe, mm -hmm. um, which I also have an episode about keeping kids safe, um, okay, cool. is to teach that. them, uh, consent and yes. bodily autonomy and, yes. um, that they can say no and mm -hmm. that there are no stands. Absolutely. And they don't need, no is a complete sentence. Yes. They do not have to explain why they are mm -hmm. feeling that way, that they can say no, and that is okay. Absolutely. And it Absolutely. will be respected. Yeah, oh, I just got goosebumps. I love that yeah. so much that we're doing that. It, are, it is our responsibility as a community to teach our children this. Yes. Absolutely. Empowering that voice as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And so even like part of our goodbye ritual every day mm -hmm. is I say, thank you for playing mm -hmm. with me. And I ask them how they want to say goodbye. And, oh. you know, and like some yeah. days they want to give me a hug and some days they're like playing or like <laughs> yeah. a wave, bye. you know, like <laughs> they're like, bye. And yeah. most days they do want to go walk me out though. Cause they really like locking the door. So the little one I care for, she will, if, if I don't recognize her and see her and I wish I never would, I think right. it was one time I didn't cause I got caught up in a conversation with the parents, mm -hmm. but she, oh, she was just a full on meltdown. She just needed to give yeah. me that hug. I needed to say goodbye to me five times and make sure, and then walk me all the way to the door and make sure always, she always will ask, see if I can like, can you just play one more time? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just adore you. She's, oh, she's the best. I'm actually, yeah. how old I'm, is she? I really missed her during COVID. I watched okay. her for three and a half years. So oh my gosh. Yeah, she, she actually just turned four uh, July uh, 31st. Yeah. Wow. I know. Harry Potter's really birthday. Hard. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. I have That's Daniel cool. Radcliffe's birthday and a friend of mine has oh, Harry do? Potter's birthday. So yes. we talk about it. Yeah. July 23rd is, is Daniel Radcliffe's birthday. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. The other little girl that I was um, with yesterday, she comes out and she came, came out in all of her outfits. She's um, all the Disney characters and she comes out and she's Harry Potter and she's got her glasses and stuff. And I was hanging out with her mom and she goes, you know what? I was like, what? And of course she thinks that she's whispering and her mom's right there. And she's like, I have a really, really big crush on Harry Potter. Oh, that that's so cute. That's so cute. I yes. love it. Uh, my boyfriend actually and I about, I don't know, probably six months ago, we watched all of the Harry <gasps> Potters. We did a whole little lineup. It was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, nothing like the books, yeah. obviously, but. Right. Good. But yes, <laughs> yes. Also very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think actively teaching bodily autonomy mm -hmm. is one Huge. of my like very important fundamental major goals. Yes. Fundamental. 101. 101. Um, and, and yeah, and there's so many beautiful ways to oh, like yes. weave that into your day. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah, um, this is my mindful body right now. Can you please give me some space or, yeah. you know, I'm going to take a few deep breaths, but I kind of need my space to do it. So could you please, um, Give me a moment. I'm processing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I love that. So if uh, nannies are listening, which they yes. are. Um, <laughs> yes. My tribe. <laughs> and they and they want to know more about how to join in on all the fun. Yeah. Yeah. What absolutely how do they so do it? 
first step, follow me on Instagram at the Mindful Nanny Collective. And you can also follow, please do also follow, uh, follow the Mindful Care Collective. Great. And in that space, I'm constantly active. So if you want to DM me there or you have questions or suggestions, whatever it might be, I'm there for you. My trainings are upcoming in September. You'll be able to work with me. Every single one of the trainings for two months is mm -hmm. live. So we work live in person. I really want to make sure you embody this. I want to make sure you don't just aren't given a training that you maybe don't touch a year from now. Right. So that's kind of how this virtual world can work instead, especially during COVID, you're going to find your community here. You're going to be able to participate with other nannies. And more importantly, we've got our free Sunday virtual calls. It's completely free. You're just with a very safe group of nannies and caregivers. And we've got some au pairs that come in and we've got them from all over the world. Um, and we even have some nannies, which is really wonderful. Yeah. Um, welcome to everybody is welcome in this space. And I make sure to put a digital well-being um, uh, you know, kind of thing that we, we talk about and we go over um, at the beginning of every one of our practices to really make sure that that space is confidential. So if you have something that you need to talk to or speak to and you need some advice on, whether that's with your actually nanny, nanny family now or your current kiddos, it's a really great space to pull from everybody's knowledge. You've got like a collective of over 60 years knowledge that is consistently there. So that's, right. I mean, it's really cool. Um, and more importantly, I just, I want to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to meet, if you're a nanny and your caregiver, I want to meet you. I want to chat with you and talk to you. And like, um, we're obviously going to be instant friends because we're caregivers of children. That's a really special, special space. So it you're is. Welcome. Yeah. It is. I love that. And, um, and I will, I will join in. Yes, um, when please. is your, when is your next one? This Sunday, actually. So okay. uh, this Sunday, the, let's see here. Today is the 18th. I just wrote this down right here. So the 23rd. And then so then, then it will be for when this comes out, because this yes. is to the listeners, yes. August 30th. Um, if they're listening on the day it's released, then the next one would be... Um, September 6th. September 6th. Great. Yes. And it's at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time, which I think is around dinner time in on the East Coast too. So, right. But if you, okay. if you want to look it up, because I know some people have had a challenging time with Pacific Standard Time as far as 12 noon on <laughs> Sunday, August 6th or September 6th, I'm sorry. Um, you could just Google Oregon because that's where I'm at. Great. And so it's easier for people sometimes to find that if they're in different parts of the country or the world. Um, and you post on your Instagram how to access it. Oh, right? absolutely. All the time. And I just tell you, DM me, send me your email address and you'll be good to go. I'll just add you to that newsletter and you'll get all the links and everything. And then you'll see everything that's like upcoming and you get to meet all these awesome nannies. That's really yeah. wonderful. Cause yeah. I, I agree that, um, finding your community is one of the most important things you can do, yes. um, for your yes. own being. And, um, yes. And COVID has, has somewhat <laughs> helped with that in that mm -hmm. I've expanded like what that means. Right. Yes. So I don't yes. have to, I don't have to physically be in the same city. Yeah. Um, Not at all. Not and at it, all. And that yeah. wasn't true necessarily before, but mm -hmm. I wasn't pouring as much 
um, energy into people that lived further away. And now it's like, well, you're all the same. (laughs) We message each other almost every single day or have my own little nanny chat too. So that way, if you have something that comes up and you just need it, I also have a separate one for nanny business owners as well. So that way we have like a nice confidential space on that as well to kind of speak to these entrepreneurial needs because man, we're doing amazing things in the nanny industry right now Mm. and we need support and we need community. And we all started this. I started this at the beginning of COVID and we all took the vulnerability and the bravery to get involved in it. And we can't wait to meet each other on the other side of this. Like we're going to, we are already planning a, you know, some sort of big meetup where we can all meet. And, um, my home is open to my fellow nannies. If you guys want to come and stay, shot a, a nanny Shars. She's in London. Yes. She's like, girlfriend, I'm going to meet all of you. I'm going to go from state to state to state. She's so much fun. <laughs> oh, she, I love her. I just adore her. Um, and some other, can I speak to some other great nannies that should be followed? Cause they are just wonderful. Um, nanny Miss Monique. Um, mm-hmm. She's been, she's done an yes. episode. Oh, she's so wonderful. Yes. Um, and she makes really, really fun videos. Um, she does. Nanny Chella, um, Princess, she's out there. She's got her nannies in Nashville um, City and also PP Doula if you want to look Tennessee, where I'm from. Yes, I love that. I'm from East Tennessee, but it's still. Oh, I love that. I love okay. that. Okay, yes, absolutely. Uh, nanny Kim on the go. There's mm-hmm. just so many, so many wonderful nannies out there. I'm sure I'm missing one because I can't think of it off the top of my head. But yeah. Man. Clearly nanny, of course, the pins, got to get a pin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. So, yeah. um, the nanny collective Instagram account will be down in the show notes. So Sweet. do not worry. Um, if you are juggling right a lot in your brain and don't want to remember, um, yes. Yes. it's, yes, it's yes, down nanny. there for you. So just yes, click it. Nanny. Yes. Click it. Follow. Um, Become yeah, follow. This. Um, and, uh, And yeah, I can't wait to see you on a call. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun. I love that. I love that. And I'll just actually use your email um, and and if I I have permission to do so. Okay, cool. Yes, and I'd love to have you. That would be wonderful. Um, Thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to get to know you more and to sit with you. And and I saw that awesome mindful activity you did yesterday. Way to go. Thank you. It took me like a month to do, but... (laughs) I'm so proud of you. I know. I'm not the craftiest nanny. and I'm not either. And it's... It was something that I used to experience shame around. And now I'm like, I'm going to craft when something speaks to me and speaks to like what they're into right now. And like, and I don't need it to be the, like, they don't need it to be the most beautiful thing ever. Like, it's yep. fine. <laughs> yes, it's totally fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they have so much fun. What is this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for um, everything you're doing in the community. You're, thank you. Rock. You, really you cool. rock too. And I'm, I'm so grateful that um, we connected on Instagram and that yes. we got to talk uh, yes. today. And I, I would love to have you on again. I would love that. Absolutely. Anytime. This was a fun. I've never done a podcast. So oh, um, you, you are very awesome. easy to talk to. So thank, oh, thank you. you. Thank you. So I got a little nervous. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still get nervous sometimes too. Okay. So. Really? And I definitely wow. was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I definitely okay. was when I started for sure. Yeah. And now I yeah. still, because I just, you know, n- nervousness tells you that you care. 
And I, uh, I care yes. very much about this podcast. So I love that. You know, my boyfriend always reminds me of that. If you're nervous, that means it really matters to you. Mm-hmm. It really, it really cares. That's really yeah. cool. No, that's really cool. That's why I tell my kiddos in theater all the time. That's so awesome. Yeah. Nervous because you care. Yeah, exactly. This has gotten easier and easier to talk to things. I'm glad I'm, you know, I'm grateful for COVID. Uh, Not, you know, not for everything, but in COVID, but to be able to do some of the presentations I've done with the International Nanny Association and U.S. Nanny Association, it wouldn't have come without um, us all needing to connect. So it's, it's, right. it's cool with that constant practice. So yeah. Anyway. Well, wonderful. Well, we end each episode with uh, like a fun little just anecdote from <laughs> our many lives. Cute. Okay, cool. I love that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, I was thinking of a moment that a mom was, uh, she was, <laughs> she was feeling very overwhelmed and very stressed and she was just venting and I don't even think that um, there was an awareness that maybe her child was listening because the child was in the other room. And before you know it, you, know, you feel hear the little tip tap of her feet and she comes over and she just puts her hand on her mom's leg and just takes a big deep breath in. And her mom's just still talking to me, you know, and puts a deep, deep breath And I'm noticing that this is happening. I'm like, what? This is so cool, right? <laughs> right. She's taking another, another deep breath in. She's trying to get louder now. She's trying to get her mom's attention. <laughs> and she's like, ah, you know? <laughs> You know, and her mom like looks down at her and she's like, mommy, you just need to take a mindful breath, you know, and her mom's just like, and it was that, it was that recognition of this work that she had done and somehow, you know, I had modeled and it was this really cool interaction, you know, that, wow, you absorbed that. And I had never seen her do it before. It was the first time I saw her speak to somebody else's emotions. And I had just started seeing her breakthrough on her own. And I would say, you know, try to take a mindful breath. But it was really cool. Her mom, you know, you got two different choices, Mm -hmm. right, in that moment. And her mom just looked at her and was like, thank you so much. Thank you for really, you know, thank you for showing up and being my teacher today. And I thought that was this beautiful interaction they had. And it really did. It soothed their mom's heart. It brought some calmness in. She picked up her daughter, gave her a big hug. And she looked at me and winked. And like there was this recognition of the full teamwork that was happening here. And this little one initiated it. And that's really cool to me. Um, So I couldn't think of a super funny story. No, that was powerful. And I thought that was really powerful and touching stories are also wonderful. (laughs) And that it it just speaks to, to what you're helping that little girl grow up to be Mm. able to do that. Can you imagine if, if we had (laughs) had that from age, you know, four, like, that would have just, saved me a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really lovely that you're spreading that Thank <laughs> around. You. Thank you. We have to. We have yes. to. It's our job. It's our responsibility. So it is. It Only is. To, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank and you thank so you for much. sharing that story. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone go follow the Mindful Nanny Collective on Instagram. Um, and Can't wait to meet you guys. That will be yeah. so fun. And thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you too for what you're doing. Our jobs really matter. So They do. They do. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. We'll see yeah. you next week. Bye. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. 
Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.